We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. to a church today so this will kind of be my church service as well this morning uh, I pray everybody's doing well today I'm gonna give y'all time to get signed in Lord we just thank you for this broadcast today Lord we ask Holy Spirit that you have your way thank you for illuminating the word to us today Lord you are worthy to be praised Lord in Jesus' name, amen. All right, bride, all right. Today we're focusing, we're on idol number 35, and we are tearing down the idol of sports worship in our nation. Yes, Lord. I do want to take a moment. Hey, sister, how you doing? I want to pray. There's a couple of immediate prayer needs I want us to pray for real quick before we get started on the Bible study. Uh, Pastor David Meeks in uh, Picayune, Mississippi, his mother, um, you know, she's very ill. Let's pray for her. And then my friend Tina, we're going to pray for her this morning too. She's in the hospital. She's in uh, critical care. So we're going to ask the Lord to move upon these two ladies. One is Tina Musselwhite and the other one is David Meeks' mother, Shirley Meeks. So let's pray. Lord, we pray on behalf of both of these women. Lord, we ask that you move mightily. Lord, heal those women. Rise them up, Lord, to their destiny and what you've called them to be. We thank you, Lord, for moving on their behalf. Send angels to fight the warfare that's going on over them, Lord. We are in agreement with their family members, Lord. 
for healing and restoration. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now look, let's go ahead. Good morning, sister. Good morning, Belinda, Patricia, everybody. Uh, we're going to read this idol of sports worship. And let's see here. All right, this is idol number 35. Today we repent for the worship of sports in our nation and in the church. Okay, Paul's right there. I wanted to show you, friends, I'm not against sports. I'm very much for sports. I raise my children in sports. And I believe that the sports is what helped my children to be well-rounded. So I am not against sports, okay? I wanted to show it, prove it to you. This is my cheerleading picture. It's got pictures of me when I was in cheerleading. I actually coached cheerleading for 13 years. And um, I, co I was able to coach my daughter from the time she was five all the way till she graduated. So I definitely love sports. And then this picture is when I was the president of a cheerleading association. Uh, this was one of our competitions. So, I'm all about sports. I want you to hear my heart. It is not against the sports industry. Okay? Uh, you will see by what I'm about to address what it's about. It's the making it an idol. Okay? Going too far with it, in other words. Okay, so, going back to this. Today we repent for worship of sports in our nation and in the church. It has become an idol to us. And we literally shut down church doors and put this before God. We will host Super Bowl parties within the church and do away with services. Thus, we repent for bowing to the churches, bowing the church's schedules around worldly events and for sports. Charles Spurgeon said the following in a sermon in 1863. O ye sons of men, think not that God is blind. He can perceive the idols in your hearts. He understands what be the secret things that your souls lust after. He searches your heart. He tries your reins. Beware, lest he finds you sacrificing to strange gods. For his anger will smote against you, and his jealousy will be stirred. O ye that worship not God, the God of Israel, who give him not dominion over your whole soul, and live not to his honor. Repent ye of this idolatry. Seek mercy through the blood of Jesus. And provoke not the Lord to jealousy anymore. We also repent for the National Football League. And what they have done before God this year. You know, meaning last year. We are boycotting today's event of the NFL Super Bowl. To repent to God on behalf of our football players who have hijacked the sports industry to try to make a point. Hold on, Brian. Okay, who have hijacked the sports industry to try to make a point and thus displaying a blatant disrespect to God and this nation and the citizens of the United States by bowing to Baal and kneeling during the national anthem. This display publicly before the nation's eyes is a grave error and idol worship. The ones that kneel worship their love of sports more than they do honoring God in the United States. Our group will do a live radio broadcast today at 530 
when the Super Bowl starts, and we will stand to the national anthem and say the Pledge of Allegiance to God and country. We will repent, renounce, and reject this idol today and present this before God to heal our nation. We pray the NFL considers moving the Super Bowl to another day other than Sundays, which are set apart for the worship of God. The NFL Association has taken the position that they will not ask the players to honor the country. Thus, we will repent before God for this blatant disrespect of God and nation by this organization. This is a serious matter because of the magnitude of this event. Also, we will repent for the events that will take place at halftime. The majority of the time, the halftime show is used to be a show of idol worship. We renounce this practice. God help our nation. And then I have on here our press release and all the different uh, articles that you can look at. And plus, uh, where we have the radio broadcast this afternoon. Okay, so Bride, I'm going to read to you a few scriptures. And then if you would turn your Bibles. Remember, I use the King James Version. This is the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. Uh, I'm so excited about the group that is... Uh, going to Washington, D.C., we are taking a few of the people from the team and we are going there to visit the White House and then to visit the National Bible Museum. We just registered yesterday for the National Bible Museum and they are going to teach us, they're going to teach us what the struggle was to produce the King James Bible. I already know the story because I studied it in Bible college so I will be so excited to see a visual uh, at the National Bible Museum of what they went through to produce a book, to produce the Bible, the King James Version, for the Christians. And the Catholics were so mad they tried to kill them four or five times. King James. So it's going to be awesome seeing that display. Uh, we get to do that there, and then there's another display, and we're going to take a tour of the museum, a tour of the White House. So, we're going to actually seal up what we're doing here with the 40 idols, repentance to the Lord. We're sealing it in Washington, D.C. in three weeks. So, we're really excited about that. So, let me read these scriptures. These are just some other scriptures besides Romans uh, chapter 13 that we're going to read together. Okay, 2 Timothy 2.5. And these are all from the English Standard Version, okay? An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Okay? Uh, 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Timothy 4.8. For while bodily training is of some value... Godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the whole life and also for the life to come. Yes, Lord. 1 Corinthians 6, 12. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. Come on now. Amen. Genesis 32, 24-30. And Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, 
He touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through him that gives me strength. 1 Corinthians 9.25 Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Yes. 1 Corinthians 9.24 Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Colossians 3.8 But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Okay, Proverbs 27.2 Let another praise you, and not from your own mouth. A stranger, and not your own lips. Proverbs 8.13 The fear of the Lord is hatred of all evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Hebrews 12.1 Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8 I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who love his appearance. Revelation fourteen twelve. Here is a call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. 1 John 2.16 For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of possessions is not from the Father, but from the world. 1 Corinthians 9.25-27 Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, which we just read, but we an imperishable. So do I, I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Proverbs twenty-four seventeen through 18. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and let not your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it and be displeased and turn away his anger from him. Galatians 6, 3. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Romans 8.31 What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Proverbs 11.12 When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for your word. You know, I love doing these Bible studies with you every day, Bride, because I learn so much myself. All right, let's go over to Romans chapter 13. Remember, this is King James Version when we do the chapters. 
And just a reminder, Brad, we're going to start a Bible study. I've been doing these now about three months, but we're going to do this on a daily basis and read the whole entire Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelations in order, okay? We're going to do these on my Facebook page of Dr. June Knight, okay? This is going to be separate from my personal page. This is going to teach any students, anybody who wants to learn, we're going to take this and we're going to ask the Lord, Lord, we ask that while we read this word from beginning to end, that we will literally eat the scrolls as we're reading and learning, that they will be buried deep within our heart. And if they take our Bibles, they cannot take what's already buried in here. You see what I mean? So this is a way of us retaining what the Word of God says and learning in the meantime. That begins uh, not tomorrow, but next Monday. Our idols deal ends this Friday. Can you believe it? It ends this Friday, and we are finished with this 40-day assignment of tearing down the idols in our nation. Then in three weeks, we're going to Washington, D.C., and we're going to seal the deal of what has been done over the past year and a half of praying through the nation, traveling through the nation, uh, covering the borders in prayer, doing the march in Washington, D.C., now discovering the sickness in the church, the ecumenical movement, the emergent church, and all this stuff that's taking place in our nation. Now we're tearing down these idols, these 40 days, and when we go to Washington, D.C., that's going to be the nail in the coffin. That's going to be it. That's going to be sealing and opening up the heavens to the United States. So please pray for us. All right, here we go. This is Romans chapter 13. All right, let's see here. Remember, I use the version app, and that's the little man that talks to us every morning. All right, here we go. Okay, pause right there. First of all, when it says, let every soul be subject unto the higher power, who's our higher power? It is God. There is none but God in this nation. We are one nation under God. Today, we're taking a position against the NFL and against the Super Bowl because they are choosing to blatantly disrespect our nation, our national anthem, and our flag. So when they're doing that, that's what it's saying right here. Let every soul be subject to the higher power. These people that are not kneeling, they are taking a stand that they think they're higher than God in our nation. That's what they're doing. They're literally displaying an idol before God, and we're going to repent of that today. Let's keep going. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. What? What are you saying? People doing this, they're being blatantly disrespectful. Yes, they have created an idol before God. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Remember that, bride. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers I want to pause that real quick, bride, because there have been words spoken too that I've heard this year specifically towards the sports industry. Two words, 
towards the sports industry that there's judgment coming to the sports industry. And it's because of what they're doing in this situation. This is a grave offense, what they're doing, because why? Let me just explain to you a minute, Brian. I want you to see the big picture of what is happening today in our nation. First of all, God gave us the United States of America. It is a gift, okay? And I know some people say, well, but really he didn't because he come over here and took these people come over here to the land and they took it from the Native Americans. And listen, I'm Native American. I'm Cherokee Indian. So I want you to hear from my heart. If God tells you to go take a country, if he tells you to go take a land, you obey him. He has a reason. And God said this country is to be given for him. This is the light, the shining light to the world. God told him to do it. He gave us this country. He made a covenant with the founding fathers and he made a covenant with them that this will be a land where we can worship God in spirit and in truth. Where we can worship God freely. This is the promised land. Do you understand this? This is the promised land. And then think about the words of the national anthem and the words of the flag. One nation under God. So when they're kneeling, they are disrespecting the country. They're disrespecting the flag, which, of course, a lot of people are wanting to do away with the national anthem, do away with the flag. You know, they're burning the flag and disrespecting this. And then I consider that my brother is military. He served this country for 20 years. He lived for that flag when he was overseas. And to him, it breaks his heart. When people disrespect the flag. Because that's what he fought for so hard. When he was over there in Iraq and all them other countries. You know. And a lot of people have lost their lives over that flag. I mean it is important Brad. Our country. If you have ever been overseas. I'm going to tell you something. If you have ever been overseas. Uh. And then you come back, you're like, oh, let me kiss the soil of America. <laughs> you know, like, I'm so happy to be back in my country. Because there's something about, even though we have our little problems and all this, there's something about America, the United States of America. We just feel when we're stepping on our soil, we are blessed here. So what they're doing is they're blatantly spitting in God's face and they think they're higher than him. That's exactly what's happening. All right, let's keep going. Okay, in other words, what I hear God saying is, do you not fear God? When you do these things and you blatantly disrespect, are you not fearing God? You know, okay, let's keep going. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for in other words, we have got to honor our country. This is, God placed us here. He gave us this president right now. 
And we have to honor this president. We need to pray for him. Of course, the Bible says, you know, to pray for those that are in authority. Let's keep going. For for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Come on, right there is the scripture. Bam in your face, devil, right there. That was the scripture. Okay, this scripture right here that says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. Now, what they're doing, are they showing love for one another? No, they are not. They are not. And in our lives, when we do rebellion towards authority like that, are we showing love towards another? Okay, so I'm just showing you, bride, in the word, what it is saying about idol of sports worship. That is what is, all this that you're seeing before your eyes is a blatant display of an idol. This is an idol taking place right before your eyes, right before God's eyes. Let's keep going. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Okay, pause right there. Pause, pause, pause. That scripture, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This is the chief commandment. All the people that are supporting these people blatantly disrespecting the nation. How can you back that up with scripture anywhere, any place, Anytime. What they're doing is blatant, outright rebellion. So how can you support rebellion? Because the Bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And he's saying right here, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Uh, let's keep going. Let's go to verse 10. Yes, Lord. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. All right, pause right there. In other words, bride, this is to us as a nation. Therefore, let's cast off the works of darkness, all these idols. Let's just say all of them. Cast off all these idols and these works of darkness. And we're saying we are done coming out of our slumber, coming out of our sleep. We are done with you, devil, in our nation with these idols. We are casting you down, pulling you down, casting you in the outer darkness. We are done with you. That is what that word says. And that, knowing the time, we are recognizing the time that we are in. Jesus is about to come back. The end of times is here. They're already doing the mark of the beast. Which, by the way, if y'all didn't see that yesterday, the article I posted, I think it was Switzerland where they are doing the chip to ride the train. People, do not take the chip. Don't take it for nothing. Let them kill you before you ever take that chip. 
Because it will send you straight to hell if you do that. Why? Why do you say that? Well, I wrote a book about it, Brad. If you want to get my book, it's called Mark of the Beast. It will explain it. How uh, you're cheating on God when you do that. How he has to leave. How there's uh, no way you can recover once you do that. It is completely over. So, do not do that. Okay, so it says... Knowing the time, see, we recognize the time, we're in the end, this is it. That now it is high time to awake out of sleep, come out of our slumber. Tell it, O devil, we're done. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Come on now, we are in the end of days. We are here. We're at the... Which is so awesome, I mean, that God chose us to live in this hour. That we get to be the generation that is closing this book. How awesome is this? We are the literal walking out book of Revelation. We are finishing this book and finishing time all of time together. So what we have been praying on this 40-day team is that we would be the generation that will pick up the tree of life. We have prayed about that tree a lot through these 40 days. That we will pick up that tree of life and we will finish this generation right. We will make it right with God. We will cast down all these idols. We will repent before a holy God and say, we're done, Lord, please forgive us. We want to do this right. We want to carry the banner of the cross across the nation. You know, we want to do what you've called us to do in this nation. All right, let's keep going. We're right here at the end. Uh, we're now in verse 13. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness. All right, pause. Did you know that's what this is, what they're doing today? Not in rioting. What are they doing when they do this? They're rioting. They are protesting. They are, you know, being in rebellion. Not in rioting and drunkenness. This today, it just brings out debauchery in a lot of people, right? Not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. What is today doing? It's brought a complete divide in the nation over this, over this debauchery. Not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. All right, so we're not going to make any provision for the flesh. We're not going to open the door to the enemy whatsoever. We're going to tear down this idol of sports worship in our nation. We're going to tear it down today in Jesus' name. We're going to take a stand and say, you know what, devil? We are done with you doing this in our nation. We are done with you doing this on Sundays where you want us to shut our doors in the church so that we can participate in this game where you bring in these people in halftime and they come out there and they do idol worship and they do satanic imagery and they do Illuminati agendas and they come out there and they pour this filth into the country. They pour this filth into all these people watching this on global television like billions of people watch the Super Bowl. 
So, Lord, forgive us for this in our nation, and we tear it down in Jesus' name. We want to be a nation, Lord, that will not worship other idols. And we're repenting to you today for the idols that we have committed before your eyes, Lord, because we want to live by this word, no matter what our culture is doing, no matter what our neighbors are doing, no matter what our friends are doing, we are going to live by this word, Lord, and we're going to honor you and tear down every idol. Well, what do you think gives you the authority to tear down idols? Well, because God told me to. <laughs> he gave me a dream, gave me an assignment, and said, this is what I want you to do for 40 days. And I want you to pull this team together. Y'all come together in unison. You speak to each idol individually. You deal with one a day. And then you pull that thing down. And it has been the most amazing uh, time together. Today is day number 35. It has been the most amazing time together. And we have been in unity. And we have been pulling these things down. And crying out to a holy God. Because we, I mean, we're just doing our part, y'all. This is, everybody's doing something. And this is just our small little part in the kingdom. And it's not that we're better than anybody else or think we're higher than anybody else or anything like that. We're just doing this mission, obedience to God, and trusting Him with what He's going to do with it. Okay? It's, that's what obedience is. You may not know the outcome of why you're doing something, but the point is, are you being obedient? And that's what we're doing. We're just being obedient in the small little piece of the puzzle of the body of Christ that everybody's doing something uh, to increase the kingdom. We're kingdom-minded. We are big thinkers, you know, out of the box. <clears throat> we're not limiting God. And we're just agreeing with heaven. We're agreeing with heaven to pull down these idols and to say no more in our nation in Jesus' name. All right? So, look, I appreciate y'all if y'all could pray for us. We do have a team of people going to Washington, D.C. If you want to donate for that trip, you can go to wearethebride.us forward slash D.C. And it has the link on there that you can donate and give to this team. Uh, let's see what else. We will see you today on WATBradio.com at 5.30. I will be live on my page here uh, at 5.30. So you will be able to hear the team uh, through the live video. We will be praying and repenting about this idol. And then starting next Monday, I will be doing the BAM! In your face, devil, Bible studies from Genesis to Revelation on my Dr. June Night page on Facebook. We'll be doing that every morning. And we will eat the scroll. We will learn from the Bible ourselves. Not from a written teaching telling us, you know, what we should learn from it. But the way that we've been doing it, like just reading it raw, you know, reading it raw. And letting it just pop out and let the Holy Ghost have his way. That's the best way to do a Bible study, I think. 
You know, just say, okay, Lord, we're going to start from the beginning of the book. Adam and Eve. And Lord, we want to learn. We want you to teach us, Holy Spirit. And we want the words to literally leap off the pages and teach us about what is your character, God? Who are you? Why? Why do you think this way, God? You know, why was you so judgmental in the Old Testament and you bring Jesus the love guy in the New Testament? <laughs> so, let me see what time it is. Wow, I am making good time this morning. I want to give y'all a revelation that God gave me about the Trinity. The Bible represents the Trinity. Okay, how do you say that? Well, you take the Old Testament over here. Okay, the Old Testament shows you God the Father. It shows you His character. It shows you how He thinks. It gives you examples of how He did things. Well, what did we learn about God the Father? Now, we're going to be learning a lot more once we go through the Bible page by page. Precept upon precept and all that. Okay? But what you learn about God in the Old Testament is that, okay, God is a father. He is a judge. He is a righteous father. He is the all-knowing, all-seeing, ever-present, everlasting, uh, final authority, creator. Okay, that's God. And we see how he feels about sin. We learn how he deals with people when they sin. Remember yesterday, we just studied about David and Bathsheba. Remember, God could have killed David because of what he did. God could have killed Moses because of the sin that he did. But God wants to reason together. He wants to have relationship. We'll learn this starting next week. We'll learn how when God walked in the garden with Adam and Eve, he wanted to have relationship with his creation. But see, God does have rules. He has the Ten Commandments. He has expectations of us as Christians. And he says, look, I want to have relationship with you, but I have, I've got boundaries. You know, like, don't we have boundaries in relationships? And we tell people, you know, look, I'd really... I don't feel comfortable you acting this way around me because it just makes me feel uncomfortable. That's a boundary you have. That's a law that you made for somebody else. That's a, I'm drawing the line here. I'm setting my foot down. That's what God did. He's just telling us, look, if you want a relationship with me, there's boundaries I have, okay? I mean, there's certain things I can tolerate and certain things I can't. So you have to do that. So we learn how he did, how he acted, why he made the decisions he did. I'm going to give you one example. When I was studying about tattoos, I was like, Lord, will you show us in a Bible study how you feel about tattoos? Why did you make that law that says, do not carve your body? Do not put markings upon your flesh. Why did you say that, Lord? And then we said, even in that Bible study, Lord, you know, um, a lot of people say, well, that's the Old Testament. So I don't have to go by the Old Testament when it says, 
do not get a tattoo. Okay? So that's why I said, Lord, show me your heart and why you said that. Brian, that was the best Bible study. We studied the whole chapter and a little bit before and a little bit after. And we discovered that the reason God said that is because he brought them out of Egypt. He detested he detested Egypt's heart. You know, he detested their practices, their idolatry, their heart of rebellion. Okay? That's kind of like what's happening today in the NFL, their rebellion. The heart of the what they're doing is wrong. So anyways, God hated Egypt, the heart of what they done. And then when he set his people free, and he takes them over into the promised land. Wow, this is a lot of what we're going through today, isn't it? He took them over to the promised land. And he even tells them in Leviticus 19, he says, You know, I've taken you into the promised land. And I don't want you to look like Egypt. I don't, I don't want you to carry that mess with you. I gave you this land so you could worship me in spirit and in truth. So you can have freedom to worship me. And we can be free together. I don't want you pulling in your love of that. I don't want you partnering with that. And I surely don't want you putting it on your temple. Because I'm the one that created you. I am that I am. That's what God said. I am that I am. That was a profound statement of when you carve your body, you are detesting me because I am that I am. I created you. Don't do that. So we learn from God. We've learned his character of a father, okay, of a righteous judge. All right, so that's who God is, right? And we also learned that God destroyed cities and people if they went against his laws and his rules. Okay, then we get over here to the New Testament. Okay, God sends Jesus to the earth. Okay, Jesus is another part of the Trinity. Jesus is the Son. Okay, so Jesus comes to the earth. And then Jesus starts showing everybody love and compassion. And stood up for his own Father. When you talk to me, you're talking to the Father. You know, I speak what I hear him say. You know, like he let everybody know we're in perfect one accord. Jesus and God was in perfect one accord. Okay? So in the middle of the Bible is Jesus. Okay? And we learn, what does Jesus think? What? How did Jesus, why did he make those decisions that he did? Why didn't he just heal everybody? You know, why didn't he cast demons out of everybody? You know, we learn those things about Jesus. Okay, then we go over to the back of the book. And who do we learn about back here? The Holy Ghost. Now the Bible is revealing the Holy Ghost. Okay? He's showing us the Holy Ghost character. Uh, you know, if you've ever read Benny Hinn's book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit, that book taught me a lot about having a relationship with the Holy Ghost. Uh, 
now when I go to sleep, I say, good night, Holy Spirit. I wake up, good morning, Holy Spirit. And then uh, when I pray and I ask him, like, okay, when I'm reading the Bible today, because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He's our guide. Uh, he's our, you know, friend, our teacher. So I ask him, okay, Holy Spirit, when I'm reading this word, will you teach me? Teach me. Now let me explain where the name of Jesus comes in. Okay, so the name of Jesus comes in because Jesus said, well, we know in the Bible it says, in the name of Jesus. Okay, when we seal things, we're doing it in the name because that was God come down in the form of Jesus. So when we say in the name of Jesus, we're doing it in what God sent to the earth. He's God in man. You see what I mean? So when we, there's some that are Jesus only and some that are Trinitarians. But listen, to me, it's an understanding of who God is. I don't put anyone down if they believe that way or if they believe in the Trinity, okay? It's who do you understand God? Do we all know Jesus? That's the key. But see, if you think about the Bible, some people don't understand the Bible. Some people don't understand the fullness of it. But does it knock them out from being a Christian? No. They just don't understand. Do you see what I mean? Do they understand Jesus is their Savior? That's the key. If they do, then they're saved. You know, if they've done it right to get saved. So now, when I baptize, when I baptize people, I do it in the name of Jesus, in the name of the, here's how I say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I cover the other, in the name of Jesus. You know, so, I just want to show you, this is a reflection of God. This whole book. He's one, but we see the three. God the Father in the old, Jesus in the middle, and the Holy Spirit in the end. But it's all one. I hope that helped you, Brad. Uh, because when Jesus comes back, the Holy Spirit is gone. He leaves the earth. And then we're done. You see what I mean? So I pray that those helped you, Brad. So I want to end the broadcast today, and I want us to pray uh, for our nation, and I want us to pray uh, for, you know, the other people that we prayed for this morning, that their spouses are in the hospital, that they're sick, okay? Lord, we just pray right now, and we thank you, Lord, for the word today. We thank you, Lord, for the meat of the word, for you correcting us daily. We thank you for putting us on the right path. Uh, we thank you for whipping us into shape. We thank you for teaching us. We thank you for revealing yourself to us. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to grow and helping us to mature as sons and daughters of God. We thank you, Lord, and give you praise for who you are in this word and how you reveal yourself to us in this word, Lord. We pray that as we read this word, that it will go deep into us. That, it, that we will literally eat the scrolls. That it will be hidden in our heart where no man can take it from us. And Lord, we give you 
the honor and the glory and the praise today. In Jesus' name. Oh, and Lord, we pray for those two again. Uh, Tina Musselwhite, we ask you, Lord, to heal her in the hospital. Lord, we're in agreement with her family, her husband. Uh, with Miss Kathy, Lord, we're in agreement that she be healed from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over her, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your word says that by your stripes we are healed, Lord, and we proclaim that over her. And the same for Shirley Meeks. We proclaim healing over her in agreement with the family, in agreement with heaven, that she be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, Bride, look, I pray y'all have a blessed day today. Uh, we only have Friday. We'll be done with the 40 idols. Uh, it's been really amazing. And starting next Sunday, we do the BAM in your face devil Bible studies. Starting next Monday, and we're going to start in Genesis and go all the way to Revelation. All right, Bride, I pray y'all have an awesome day today. God bless you.